Hey, thanks again for joining us here at Multitudes. If you haven't done so already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our content. That way you can be notified the moment it goes live. A great way to stay connected throughout your week is with the Multitudes Church app. It's free. You can download it wherever you download your apps. But right now, let's go to this week's message. And I know it's Pentecost Sunday. And... That's a great thing, but there's a word or two words in the Bible that, that have helped me out a lot, and I want you to, to, to look at these two words. They're found all over the Bible over 600 times, but we're going to look at them in the third chapter of Ephesians, and I want you to read that with me. It's the 20th verse, and I'll talk to you about it for just a minute. Now to him who is able to, it, to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Here's your two words. According to the power that works in us. Let's pray for just a moment. Father, just anoint me to say only what you have ordained for this hour and for us to hear. And God... Help us not to be distracted nor distract. There's nothing more important in our life than this right this minute. In Jesus' name, amen. The, the words according to have been used, as I said, well over 600 times in the Bible. I'm just going to walk you through a couple of them quickly. Psalm 78, 72, uh, the psalmist said, so he fed them according to. On, that's, that means on the basis of. Uh, the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. Then over in Matthew 9, Matthew records Jesus doing this miracle. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. And then over in the 16th chapter, he said, for the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his fathers with his angels. And then he shall reward every man according to his works, talking about the man's works. Romans 8, and he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Jesus prays for you to the Father on the basis of what God's will is for you. That's why Jesus said, when he was about to suffer, not my will, but according to what your will is. And we know, this is one all of you know, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to, on the basis of, his purpose. Behold, Luke 10 I give you power, Jesus said, to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Okay, this according to, back in Ephesians chapter 3, is, is, is very, very relevant today because we are uh, looking back at Pentecost Sunday but I, I need for you to see something for a moment that's been there forever. But I've, I've overlooked it. And there's a great chance maybe you have. 
He said to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly. And I pray that a lot. Lord, I want you to do. I know you can do more than I'm praying for you to do right now. But when I got a hold of those two words, it really did a lot for me because Jesus responds according to the way you've already responded. That sounds kind of strange, doesn't it? Jesus responds the way you respond. Jesus, he moves the way you move. Well, now, Opie, I don't know if I believe that. It doesn't matter. The Bible already says you draw near to God. What does he do? He draws near to you. So, according to your faith, that's the way the healing went out. Now, in, in this particular scripture right here, I want all of you to understand something. When you are saved, there's, there's a big transaction going on. And I can't explain this as good as I'd like to, but you are praying in repentance and forgiveness. Lord, forgive me of my sins. So you are asking God to do something in your life while at the same time God is coming and honoring that when you do it wholeheartedly. And He's removing that sin out of your life. He's giving you a new name. You are now a child of the King. But then another thing is taking place. He's taking the old evil unholy spirit out of you that dictated what you thought and what you did, and he's imparting the Holy Spirit within you. So all of this is taking place. Now, when you get saved, let me say this, because a lot of people be confused on this. When you are saved, you are given the Holy Spirit. That's why you are able to know uh, and be convicted and be led by the Spirit and all those things. That's completely different from being completely filled over capacity with the Holy Spirit. You know, because the more you draw near to God, the more you can have of Him. And the more you can experience Him is probably a better way uh, to say that. But another thing takes place, not just the Holy Spirit, but the Lord gives you the same power, Ephesians chapter 1 tells us, the very same power that raised Christ up from the dead is now the same power that lives inside of you. You know, if you talk to a believer, one of the things that they will, to, they will identify themselves by, or we are identified, I should say, is by people of love. We're supposed to be people of uh, long-suffering, people of grace. My word, you know you hear that a lot. We're supposed to be people that are forgiving we're supposed to be people that are giving and helping. All of that is true. All of that is in the Word. But you know another word that is supposed to identify you as a believer? The word power. You are supposed to be identified as now one that's walking and operating and living in that power that was given you. That's why the writer here, Paul said, he said, he does all this exceeding and abundantly above what you're asking, but he does it according to the power that's in you. And I'm going to show you something in just a minute, but we got to go all the way back to Calvary before I show you that because I just told you a lot of things happen when you are saved, 
But when you are saved, the blood of Jesus is where all of this comes from. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no, there's no forgiveness. There's no wiping away. There's no way you can be a believer. But when Jesus shed his blood, when that first drop of blood that came from his body, it hit the ground, it was a game changer for mankind because now the blood of Jesus, the spotless, the perfect lamb, the one who knew no sin, it had been spilled out all because of love, but, but it was not just any blood. The blood that came out of him was a powerful cleansing agent blood that not only was able to cleanse everything about you that you hate, you wished you hadn't have done, but it's also able to give you that same power that's able to cleanse. <coughs> it's also able to, to be imparted into you. And I'm sorry, I knew this is going to happen because that's just the way the devil's rolling here lately. You hear me? But I, I'm not afraid to walk over here and get a glass of water or a bottle of water in front of you. And you're not afraid for me to do it, are you? So anyway, we're not pushing Aquafina. That's just what was over there. So listen to me. When Jesus shed his blood, it hit the ground. That means whosoever called on the name of the Lord could be saved, but it also meant as powerful because, see, millions of animals had been killed and slaughtered and, worshiped and sacrificed in worship up until that time. But none of them had the power that the blood of Jesus had. None of them could permanently wash away sins. At best, it could just wink at sin. But it could not wash it away. So there had to be something that was powerful. And it was only found in the blood of God's only begotten Son. That's why we've all, that's grown up in the faith, we sing a song that says there's power, there's power, there's what? There's wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. That's because it's not just wonder working in the fact that it can work and wash away your sin, but there's a working power that comes from the blood of Jesus at Calvary that's able to be imparted at you at salvation where you can pray and abundant, exceedingly abundant things can take place in your life and the lives of those around you, but it's only based on and it only happens according to the power that's in you. Well, isn't that on God? No, he's already given that to you. It's on you, my brothers and sisters. That's why we are to stir up. We are to build ourselves up on our most holy faith. And this is what I wanted to show you a while ago because a lot of us, we're going we're gonna to leave the earth in this condition right here. The power of the blood of Jesus, it never ends. It's just as strong as it was today. That's why you can bring anybody to God and they can be saved. That's why you can bring any need. It doesn't matter if it's of miraculous proportion. You can bring because of the power that was in the blood of Jesus that's been imparted to you. You can pray it. You can say it. I'll even say this and I don't even like saying this because it has been so abused on TV you can claim it. God, I walk by faith. I don't see it, but I claim, Lord, that you are Lord and there's power in your name and it's greater and it's bigger 
And it's better than what I'm facing right now. That's in the name of Jesus. But let me tell you where we are. Because we are not. We don't, we don't want to admit it. But we are not identified in the world's eyes or even in one another's eyes. We are, we are not identified by power, are we? We are identified by pain. We are identified by pressure. We are identified by problem. We are not even identified by praise. And we're certainly not identified by pride. And this is, this is what I did Tuesday, and I certainly wasn't going to do it today. But God said, yeah, you are. You're going to do what I said to do today. I want you to look at this table right here. There's all kinds of coins. It's okay. It's supposed to fall on the ground if it does. All of these gold coins, this represents power that's been given to you. The same power. Everybody say, same power. Same, the very same power. Imagine that. The same power that raised Jesus from being dead in the grave is inside of you. If you are a real, true, genuine believer right now, it, it, it is captured inside of you. It's being housed inside of even the youngest child in here. And this is kind of what it looks like. This is you. This is kind of me right here because it's kind of like really round right here, you know. So this is what, this is it. This represents me, this table right here. Well, when I was saved and when you were saved, God took away my sins, but he imparted forgiveness and love and a new name, and he gave me power. Everybody that's, that's called on the name of Jesus to them, he gave power to become the sons of God. So here we are. And this is the problem, and this is what I struggled with. I got past the junkyard this week on 79. Listen, because I'm doing this fast, because we got to pray about this. I got about halfway down the road, and I've told you this on more than one occasion. I start going into a private panic mode spiritually, because I know that people are not being brought to Jesus as quick as Satan is killing, still and stealing and destroying people around us. Amen. You don't even have to agree with me or like it or appreciate it. But it's still what it is at the end of the day. And, and I start panicking because I'm in a do more stage. And as fast as I'm wanting to get into a do more stage for God, not because I'm worried about not staying saved or none of that bull, I'm telling you, I know that the need is critical we are at the closing moments of time before the trumpet sounds and so I, I I know that unless I get off of my rear end and get busy shaking the bushes and deny my flesh see my flesh is the number one enemy you know that don't you well let me teach y'all something for free real quick your flesh is your biggest enemy it's not the booger man it's not the devil you give in to your flesh instead of giving in to the word like I do you give in to your flesh and things you want to do things that's cry more than you do the salvation of others you give in to your flesh more than you do consistent praying giving helping serving fasting whatever our flesh is our enemy and that's why Jesus said it's done according to the power in you. And this is what I want to show you right now. So when you got saved, God dumped inside of you power. Enough power to do exceedingly abundantly more than you ever have prayed for in your life. And so this is what we do. This is the according to part. So 
we are comfortable with getting this much power. This much power may represent me just telling people I go to church. <clears throat> A lot of power there. Me just reading my, me, me just listening to K-Love sometimes when I'm not around other people. That's how much power I got in my pocket right there. So the Lord, according to this scripture now, this is not me. According to this scripture, God does exceedingly abundant things in our life, but it's according to how much power is in us. Or can I say how much power is on you? How much, you got any cash on you? How much power is on you? I need everybody to listen because this is the most sought after time. This in praise and worship. Do y'all understand that in every church service everywhere? When the word goes forth and the praise to God, do you know that's the most sought after time? That's why people get fidgety and all that. And I'm just telling you. So you need to, you need to listen. So according to the power that you have on you, you have in you, that's how much abundance you see taking place. That's how much uh, things far surpassing, it exceeding what you're even asking God for. It's according to this. It's not if God's in a good mood today or he's really froggy about hooking you up. It ain't got nothing to do with that. It's according to me. It's according to us. It's according to what we've done. How much faith we're walking on. If we only trust God to give us good stuff to eat every now and then, and we don't trust God for cancer to be delivered out of, out of everybody, or if we just trust God that we're going to have a good church service today, but we don't trust God that He's going to put our marriage back together, or we don't trust God that those uh, poor two young people, I hate to say this, but this is a dear, this incarcerated right now over that shaking baby sy syndrome right now. See, I, I really struggle this with a four-month-old sitting back there. I, I, this stuff means more to me than it's ever meant to me, and I can't understand these things. I have a hard time with it. And so this is why I need to just quit playing with a little bit of power that I'm comfortable with. See, God's all about taking me out of my comfort zone not so he can embarrass me or make a spectacle out of me but he knows when I get tapped in and I don't care how you think anymore I don't care if people laugh at me and and and, and put memes up on me on Facebook or whatever they call it. I don't even care I just know that there's a lot of power that God put inside of me you know they say you only use what 10% of your brain you only use about one millionth of a percent of the power that God put inside of you so what I'm trying to tell you today on the day of Pentecost, Sunday, is that you've got more power inside of you that's hooked to and connected to God doing exceeding things in your life. But you've got to start putting more in your pocket, church. You've got to start praying and saying, God, I'm cutting the TV off. I'm telling people no. I can't meet your demands all the time. I'm shutting. I'm about to cuss. I'm shutting my cell phone off because I'm ready to God do exceeding things I got loved ones on their way to hell I've got people that really do have cancer I've got people who really are emotionally distraught and only God can deliver them I've got people that are addicted to all kind of things in my circle and so I'm just having to tune everybody out I'm becoming that fool in the world's eyes for Christ's sake but there's some power and I know that it's not all contingent on God if the water's being shaken or disturbed 
But if I can just get serious and say, God, if you love me enough to put the same power inside of me that raised Jesus from the dead, and it's according to how much I believe, how much I walk, how much I agree, how much I serve, how much I read, pray, fast, give, and trust you, then God, I'm just going to just tune everything out, my flesh. I'm going to deny my flesh. I'm going to pick my cross up because I know you're wanting to do more in my life than I'm allowing you to do because you put that same power in me. Now, if he hadn't have put the same power that raised Jesus up from the dead, I would have had to quit preaching about eight minutes ago. Hallelujah. But the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is sitting in every individual in this building right this minute. There's enough power in here to change Scotland County, to change North Carolina, to change Washington, to change Los Angeles, New York, our entire nation. There's enough power in here to walk to Morrison Manor today and clean it out or go to Scotland Memorial or Scotia Village or Scottish Pines or walk through the ghetto and all of the thug joints and there's enough power inside of you in this building to walk through the graveyard right now and watch them come back. You think I'm lying and I'm joking but if you believe the Bible, you believe the Bible, honey. And I'm telling you, everything I just mentioned is according to According to your faith, you're healed. According to how you believe, it's done. According to, according to, according to. And this is my fear in closing. We're going to get to heaven one day. And we're going to see just how much we left on the table. We're going to see. Our whole Christian walk. How many of you have been saved over 20 years? Raise your hands. Anybody been saved over, I'm going to double that. Anybody been saved over 40 years? Anybody been saved over 60 years? I don't even know if people are raising their hand. I can't see. I'm just calling out numbers. All right. It would be bad. Let's just say I've really, really been saved for 40 years. I have this horror when I get to heaven. God's going to sit me down on judgment day. And he's going to say, Opie, I want to tell you this, son. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys. But before, before you enter in, can I just show you something real quick? Forty years you walked with me. Forty years, you claimed that you were a follower. Forty years. Day one, when you confessed, I gave you the same power that raised up Christ, your Savior. He said, but I, I want to show you something. I want to show you what that looks like. He says, inside of your your pocket, your robe that you're wearing right now, I want you to pull it out. And I, and I pull it out, and there's two pieces of coin in my, there's two coins in my pocket. And the Lord says, I want you to look over here. Now, you're going in. I've done told you. You're about to go because I've got to get to the next person. 
He said, but son, I want you to see what all you left on the table. Everything that you did in your life, it was according to that. Just imagine if you would have denied yourself and you would have really just sold out to me. Just imagine what you could have done according to the power that was really in you. That's what I struggle with because I believe that's a very accurate picture of what God sees. I'm going to ask you to stand reverently because that means you like elevate yourself off your seat. There you go. I tell you, sometimes you've got to get them cliff notes out, boy. Listen, every person in this room, you might feel good with what is in your pocket. You might feel good with the level of power, but that's only because you don't know what's still inside. You don't know the exceeding abundance of God. You, you have no idea. And I'm not really referring to financial things, but that, that's included. But you don't have any idea of what the abundance, the exceeding abundance. And it's just based on according to you. Now, this is what I want to do. If you're not a believer and... Do you want to start that walk? you want to get that power? Why don't you just walk up here and let's pray? Just say, Opie, I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Christian. And I, I need to pray. And anybody that comes, I'll pray with you. But, but everybody else, that wants to walk and live the remainder of your life according to the power that's in you. I'm going to ask you to walk forward with me and we're going to pray just that prayer. Everyone, and I'm not really going to look for a certain amount of people or none of that kind of stuff. I just want to know If you're hungry, you'll be filled. If you're thirsty, you'll be filled. 